0: Welcome in to another episode of the Blue Jay Beat Post Game Show. I'm your host, Matt DeMarinis. Joining me tonight, my good buddy Alex Sindelar, bringing him back. I like to bring him in for the DePaul games just because he's um, he's got like a penchant for kind of creating chaos and uh, and DePaul kind of is. A, it, like you know, the opposites attract thing. Like DePaul and chaos kind of are attracted to each other. So I figured Alex would be a perfect person to talk some DePaul basketball, right? But, I mean, I feel like you're in your element when talking a few things. DePaul basketball, Seton Hall baseball. Those are two yeah, of them for those, sure. Those are, those are two big ones. Two big ones for sure. Yeah, I actually think yeah, and honestly, like I think your uh, your big breakthrough piece on. Big East Coast bias was a Seton Hall pinkout game, wasn't it? Right? Wasn't so that? The, what? Yeah, uh-huh. it's probably the still most read thing on Big East Coast bias to this day. No doubt about it. No doubt. <laughs> 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 I try to read it on the anniversary every year just to relive the experience of that of that night. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try to have some fun tonight and break down Creighton's uh, sixty to forty seven win over the DePaul Blue Demons. Second win in a row for the Jays. Uh, Finally, got to play back to back home games. They got to put on the Bayou Blues. They did not have their head coach, Greg McDermott, so that was strange in in a, in a variety of ways. But, but you know, they still acquitted themselves well and got the W. So, uh, let's dive into it, shall we? I mean, Alex, like, first of all, this was a special night for you, right? You got your you got a press pass for this one. You were really excited for this game in particular. How how did you? How did you take this one in tonight? Well, I hate
1: – I've always hated watching games on CBS Sports Network.
0: Oh, is that <laughs> – is that the <laughs> – I mean, checked the that's, schedule, said CBS Sports Network. No, I'm getting a credential for this. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> look, I mean, there are a lot of factors that play into it. I mean, I do love the, the Creighton-DePaul game because it's always chaotic. You have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. You can usually expect Creighton to win the game, but how they win is usually – very beautiful in the way that it's done, um, but then the CBS Sportsnet thing. Also, because I hadn't been to a game in a couple months, and you know it's nice to see some people that I haven't seen in a long time and say hello to them and make sure they're still alive and breathing. So, um, yeah, that was those kind of the main reasons that I I wanted to kind of jump into this one.
0: Are you over it now? Is it are you just satisfy the hunger? You're like, okay, I'm sick. I remember why I didn't go to games in the first place. Is that at all
1: in yeah years. everyone I saw tonight I, I was like I could. it could be five
0: years be five. <laughs> that's right that's right you're like yeah I, I now I recall why I went away that's that's a good call mm-hmm. should try to think about that going in next time yeah but the the game was fun though like it, it I don't know uh, there was probably a point Hmm. Like midway through that that extended scoring drought for Creighton in the first half, I think they went seven, nearly seven and a half minutes without scoring a point, and I, I just I kind of laughed to myself. I go, this is just the perfect game for Alex to <laughs> to, to, to be covering because it's it's happening again. You know, it's like Creighton ha- played played so well against St. John's, everything was clicking, defense, offense, and you're like, you know, maybe they can just um translate that from one game to the next and DePaul's without Javon Freeman Liberty. Like they're not, you know, they're not a hundred percent, but Creighton's without max. You're like, okay, there's just so many unknown variables going on here. Like what's going to happen. And then when they, when they started going through that scoring drought, I go, Jesus, it's happening again. Like this game is going to be weird. (laughs) It's going to be weird. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's not going to be how anybody would expect. Like if you were going to, here's how DePaul wins, here's how Creighton wins. And you just like laid out those like maybe top three things, it didn't none of them got none of the boxes got checked. Like none of them. No. It was, it was funny though that way. So I, I was laughing halfway through that. I was like, this is the perfect game for Alex to dust off the credential for because it's happening again. Well, and, and it was funny because
1: I was getting a lot of comments from people that I hadn't seen in a while, and they were like, this is happening because of you. And I was like, I know. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, you knew. You, know, you understand. This is part of the process. <laughs> they were trying to be, you know, derogatory towards me, saying, like, you know, don't come to games anymore because mm-hmm. this is what happens. They're like, no, this is it, this is scripted. This is how it's supposed to go.
0: Mm-hmm. It happens every single time. Yeah, They do that with Jacob, too, when, whenever I have him on the podcast. They go, "God damn it, Matt. That's when Creighton loses. Why do you keep doing that? And I'm just like, well... It's not his fault, <laughs> no, but I think, this one, I think this one is a little bit more tied to your existence, though, just because the body of work is getting large at this point. It's hard to yeah. deny. And, and
1: I think if, if I could get credentialed for two games every season, I think the two games would probably be DePaul and Seton Hall.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Just because they're insane. But, I mean, it, the, the interesting thing about that scoring drive that Creighton went on is, like, the quality of shots that they were missing – and they were open shots. I mean, O'Connell—he might have forced one, but Hawkins had a wide open one that he missed, and like everything just seemed out of rhythm and out of sorts. So I'm like, this is what I live for. This is exactly why
0: Creighton plays DePaul every year, twice a year. So you're like the only one in the stand or in the arena that was like, "Yes, this is amazing." Yeah. Everybody else was just uh, extremely stressed out. I think, I think you're you're not you know, off-base with the shot quality. I just think even even though some of them were maybe good looks, I think just the flow was the, – the the way they got to those shots was probably um, – It was hurried. Yeah, like DePaul did a really good job with their length of just kind of putting putting doubt in Creighton's mind of whether they were truly open good looks or not. And they made Creighton play late into the shot clock a lot. They made Creighton play one-on-one a lot. Um so, I mean, credits to them. Their defense, I thought, in the first half was really ratcheted up. I thought they had a great game plan, um, just mixing different coverages and throwing different things at, you know, some young playmakers, really, you know, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: – and, uh, yeah, it just like – I don't know. But the, the, the thing that was constant throughout that – I think it was like seven minutes and 20-something seconds where they didn't score um, – was that DePaul only scored nine points themselves in that stretch. So the thing was – the thing that was apparent the whole time was, okay, it's it's really ugly offensively right now, and it's a hard – like, it's the Creighton's having a, have a tough go of it. Um, they're not moving the ball. They're not getting good looks. DePaul's pressure is really bothering them, it seems. Um. But Creighton didn't let DePaul get away from them. Like never, like it didn't feel like at any point was like, you know, I think Hutt, Coach has called one timeout, but I don't know if it was one of those where it, you know it was I don't know if it was a, if it was an entire first half where I was like, oh man, DePaul just dominated that game. I think you know there was it was tough for both teams. I think DePaul was just just hit a few more shots to take the lead. That's that's kind of how I felt about it. Um So it felt like you know Creighton's just you know, a couple live ball turnovers, a few threes fall away from flipping the game in their favor. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt in the first half. Did you have a similar takeaway or how did you feel?
1: No, I'm very similar. I mean, it was, I don't know. I mean, what, what was it? Two games ago where Creighton went on a big scoring drought. It was against Xavier. Where they just kept turning the ball. Uh, second
0: up. half, yeah. Well, first half against Xavier, they had a bunch of turnovers. Somehow yeah. they still held them in the lead, though. But yeah, this second half. The- second half, they went on a big scoring scoring drought.
1: Right. So it reminded me a lot of the, the first half against Xavier, except they weren't turnovers; they were just missed shots. Yeah. And yet it was the same kind of thing where it's like Xavier only scored on like a couple of those possessions, and Depaul didn't score on a lot of the possessions as well. When they were just getting, you know, pretty much free possessions to go down and extend their lead. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, I mean, DePaul just plays such a strange style of basketball in my mind where it's it's always like it's always predicated on the opponent making mistakes and then the opponent just like hating themselves because they're like, holy fuck, we're losing to DePaul right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know that's great analysis, and that's why. You- well,
0: I mean, when you look at the, <laughs> some of the reasons DePaul's been successful, I don't think you're that off base. Like, mm-hmm. they were housed in Seton Hall for a minute, and it felt like Seton Hall was kind of like throwing a pity party that DePaul was beating them, and it got worse. So, yeah. Mm hmm. That's I, I'm, that's my most recent example of DePaul winning. So I don't then, know. Any, is, I, don't know any, I don't know any other one. But yeah, that feels one, really. <laughs> that feels that feels on point. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was a little bit of a self-loathing going on for Seton Hall there that made that game worse than it should have been. Right. And it's it, I don't know. I just feel like
1: DePaul just tries to get in your head a little bit. And when they, they were able to, like, establish leads like that, um. I think it can get frustrating. The way that they play is very frustrating
0: and it's very um I don't know. It's it's do you, do you think do you think they front run? Like not from this yes. a- not from this aspect, but like because they never really pl- I don't think they played super well today. I think they just imposed a little bit of a grinded out style into the game, and that's what took full fo- took hold. Um mm-hmm. but I think they front run a little bit because if if they're really about that life, if you know what I'm saying, I don't mm-hmm. think they would have let the game get out of out of their out of control as much as they did in the second half. I mean, they scored like they scored 15 points in the second half, like, <laughs> and they kept just taking it right into complementer. There were no jump stops, no discipline, just mm-hmm. challenging shot blockers. Uh, they kept driving into the lane even though they were turning the ball over at a you know a higher rate than they were in the first half. Like, I don't think they ever. You know, kind of slowed the game down in their mind, and just there was never a point where it's like, okay, let's calm down and just execute right here to get the game, to get the game settled again. You know, it like they just kind of fed into the chaos that was happening in front of them with with the turnovers, with the missed shots, with Creighton scoring. Uh, so I think they front front run a little bit. Like they were, you know, they 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 were in control of the game in the first half. And then when they got out of, when the game got out of their control in the second, I don't think they ever did anything to try to get it back into control. I think they just tried to like force feed everything they tried to do and hope for the best, basically. So, yeah, I don't, it was, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to take too much credit away from them because they were winning the majority of that game, I think. But um, I think they were front running a little bit. And that's why, that's why they didn't respond well after the game started to get away. Well, and they panicked a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: They were just they're just like dribbling it off their foot. And there were so many possessions in the second half where it was like they just gave the ball away and they were like, uh, well, I mean, it it happens. But they
0: did the same thing against Seton Hall. I mean, what they had like a 20-point lead on Seton Hall. Oh, dude, yeah. They were that that Seton Hall scored like 15 points, I think, in the final 50 seconds. Yeah. And still I mean, it's amazing they did that and still lost, but they they did that. It was like Right. They were, they were like, DePaul was feeding into that nonsense. Like, it's like they almost couldn't help themselves. Like, yeah. I don't know how to prevent this. So we're just going to let them keep scoring and hopefully we'll hit enough free throws to not lose this one. But it was, it yeah. got close. It, 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 it got never missed
1: free throws. And it was
0: like the, that, right. And it's like, they almost
1: gave that game away. And uh, like watching that Seton Hall game, it's like, okay. I mean, when's DePaul going to finally blow it? it's going to happen at some point they're just going to lose they're going to lose control of the game and they're just going to let it go away and that's the, that's kind of their identity as a program i don't know if that's it's more something that their former coach instilled
0: in them or if that's just something yeah. that it just it, seems it seems like you know system systemic at this point i don't right. think it's i don't think it's i don't think it has anything to do with the it's not one coach it's just depaul
1: that's exactly my thought. Yeah, is that that's the program? That's the rot from within, and there's
0: something that's just it just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. No matter who they throw out there, I, mean, I do like, wonder how that game goes if Javon Freeman Liberty plays because, like, yeah. you know what what I guess what what I mean by that is like, what does the first half? How does the first half look if he's available? Because you know you have Creighton who hasn't scored for over seven minutes. They're they're still they haven't broken twenty yet, and then. Like, but DePaul's only rattled off nine. It's like only it's only nine zero in that whole seven minute stretch. So it's not like DePaul was lighting the world on fire offensively. But if you have someone like Javon Freeman Liberty, who can compliment David Jones and just be a bucket getter, like how how big is that hole? You know what I mean? Like, what does that look right. like? So that'll be an interesting, um, an interesting thing to watch for in the rematch if it happens is. You know what what is DePaul able to take control of the game like they did in the first half defensively? And if they do it again, can Javon Freeman Liberty's presence um help them just you know create a bigger advantage offensively with that? So that that'll be interesting to watch. But I mean it's <sighs> we're kind of half kidding and kind of not with DePaul on this one, but they're they're Creighton deserves a lot of credit for the way that game flipped too because Yes. You know, you don't have Greg McDermott on the sideline. And the thing about this time around is, like, last year when it happened, I mean, you've got, what, f- three senior starters, one junior starter or, or two junior starters um, who've played a lot of basketball together. And then, you know, your, your sixth or seventh man, depending mm-hmm. on who comes off first off the bench, is Sharif Mitchell, who played – Um, got some good minutes in in uh, his first season and played you know a significant role in his second so there was a lot of player experience on that roster to the point where it's like how much how much hands-on coaching is even required in a game if you're prepared for it right so that that wasn't as big of a hill to climb this one was interesting for me because there's not only are they young but they're their experienced players are in new roles too. So it's not like anybody's super comfortable at this point compared to the guys who were on the floor last year when Mac wasn't coaching in that Butler game. So it was a different dynamic. And I was curious to see how, if they faced adversity, how they would handle it. And I can't help but be impressed, especially with the way they changed the game. Like the the three-quarter court pressure, uh, Trey Alexander, Moving to the one and guarding the one, it wasn't just like he played the one offensively, like he also guarded Jalen Terry and made his life. I mean, I don't think that dude got past the three point line without caught kicking the ball over to Creighton, like yep. he made his life miserable. And it was funny because I just like for the longest time, the stat sheet just wasn't reflecting his impact. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like at one point he was over four and he had, he was, he was making plays all over the place. You know what I mean? I was just like, I think I tweeted, I was like, he's, he's working on the greatest over four game in Creighton history right now because he's totally the reason for DePaul being on tilt offensively and for Jalen Terry um, not being in a rhythm whatsoever compared to where he was in the first half. But he's also like the stat sheet isn't like reflecting it at all in terms of, you know, what you can check off. So he finally got going a little bit offensively downhill towards the end, hit some free throws, made some layups. So he ended up with a respectable 12, seven, two assists, no turnovers, three steals, plus 14. Like he had a block shot that was big. So, I mean, he did fill it up a little bit to, to get, you know, some stats to reflect his impact. But, man, he was, he was lights out in the second half. And it wasn't like a typical, well, I'm just going to bang home five or six threes and, Everything will the momentum will feed into that from, from an offensive standpoint. Like he changed the game by taking Jalen Terry out of it. And it was it was impressive.
1: Yeah. And I mean he he made that I mean it was almost a full court pass to Hawkins on a fast break. Yeah, after that steal. Yeah. yeah after after he pokes the ball free, gets the ball, and then yeah, and throws a dart to to a streaking Hawkins who then goes and dunks it home. And it's like, okay. He's he's on one tonight mm-hmm. and I mean, I mean to, to be able to for him to get that assignment and to, to do what he did as a freshman. It's like, OK, this is pretty cool stuff. We're yeah. watching something pretty special happen, but it's also just that identity and it's that style that that, that makes this team so different from from Max teams in years past where it's like they can change the game and flip the game solely by defense that really hasn't been the case. It's, it, you know, Creighton's always, they've always had this narrative. It's like, you know, beware of, you know, when they get on these runs, we wear them, they get on like a nine Oh or 12 run. They say the same shit about Villanova, but it's interesting to me that this Creighton team is just like, it, they keep getting into these rock fights and they keep finding ways to kind of win them.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: that's just, you know, because of that process, that's becoming their identity. And I think that's just really neat because it just shows that, I mean, for Mac and then I mean, just for the whole coaching staff, but how dynamic they are in being able to change how they perceive things and how they pursue what their style is um, based on what their personnel is used to, based on what their personnel is experienced with. I mean, you had so many years of, of Tyshawn or Mitch, uh, where they just, you know, go absolutely balls the wall, lights out, you know, shooting wise scoring you know same thing with Marcus and with Kyrie you know in in those years it was like yeah they they just shot teams out of the building now this team they can shoot teams out of the building but at the same time they can win these these grinded out games and it's just it's different to watch and I think it's just kind of special in its own right too
0: yeah for sure I think you're 100% on Um, they've won some games in like different ways they because they have won games where they you know, they get red hot offensively and they're flowing and they're not turning the ball over and they're just making the right plays, making the right reads, hitting shots, getting inside, getting outside, like, and everything looks pretty. But they've also had to like grind out some some wins where it isn't pretty, like, where it's like, okay, well, are you, you know, how tough are you? Basically, it's like a mono a mono type of battle. You know, you, you know, Kennesaw State was one of those games, uh, Southern Illinois was one of those games. SIU Edwardsville was one of those games, Um, you know, Marquette in the second half to an extent and in overtime periods was one of those games. Um, And then tonight was one of those games like where it's like, okay, look, it's just not going to be pretty offensively. So everything we do has to be dictated on the defensive end of the floor. And that's how this game is going to be won or lost. So it's just, yeah, like you're right. Like the defensive toughness, the tenacity, um, their competitiveness, I think collectively is uh like there's a there, it's just a little bit you know it's intangible so you can't really totally quantify it other than saying well you know Trey has length so he can bother people at multiple positions and then Ryan Calkbener obviously can change the game inside right mm-hmm. everything else is kind of a wild card right um mm-hmm. but collectively they're pretty tough like they're just I think they have a tough minded group like, or just a collectively tough mindset, whichever one you want to, however you want to phrase it. But, like, yeah, when the going gets tough, they haven't folded often. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't even think they folded it. They lost to Xavier, but I don't think they folded because they kept – they got that game within five, you know, maybe even four. I don't remember. But it was like they got it within a couple possessions and they kept fighting back. You know, they would foul and then come down, hit a big shot, foul again. Like, they were trying to extend that game. Um the Villanova one got away from them, but other than that, you know, they really haven't been out of a fight, even Colorado state. They kept trying to, you know, score with them. Um, mm-hmm. Nebraska came back on them in Lincoln and they just kind of like settled into the game and kept making plays. Same with Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois got ahead of them and then they had to battle back from like a 10 point deficit and get that one. Even mm-hmm. uh, same with like Arkansas pine bluff, Kennesaw state, Southern Illinois Edwardsville, like, they've been kind of tested to some degree throughout all points of the season and they've had to dig deep to find a way to win. So, yeah, I think you're right that it's like, it's kind of baked into their identity at this point that they're just like, it's a little bit different than, than it's drawn up, but they find a way to get it done. And there's something to say about that. Like, I don't know if they're going to make the NCAA tournament, you know, there's still a lot left to be determined, but I think they have the DNA of an NCAA tournament team, at least. Like,
1: whether they Definitely. get there
0: or not is a different story. You know, some of that's not in their control. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think they got all the makings of one. I mean, they seem to be showing that more and more. And honestly, if you like, you keep winning games, like you're four and two in the Big East, and you've already played Nova twice, Marquette on the road, and Xavier on the road, and you're four and two. That's not that's not something to sneeze at. Like, that's yeah. a hard that's a hard six game. Slate to go four and two against, especially when you've got as many, you know, pieces in new spots uh, as this team does, you know, for them to have to be for that for as much learning on the fly as they've had to do this season to be 12 and five and four and two in the league is that's it's pretty good. That's a pretty good result so far, I think. Yeah, I I don't know. And
1: one thing we got to talk about called Brenner. Because they're not in that game without him, and without oh, just leading yeah. the score. I mean, his his defense gets talked about all the time, but like his he had he had a play in the first half where it was towards the end. He got burned defensively on the next play, but uh, he just I think he came down with like an offensive rebound, gathered, and then went straight back up and then dunked it home. And I think he got he might have got fouled on it, but I mean he he makes plays that I've never really. I haven't seen a lot out of,
0: out of Creighton teams. It's been a minute since Creighton's had a dude making the plays he's made. Yes, it's, you're not. You, but could probably, the- you, could probably, you could probably go back to your dad being your age before since it's the last time it's happened.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, dude's amazing. He is He's
0: it, tough, too. He had six offensive boards tonight. Dude, he played 35 minutes tonight. And six offensive boards, six blocks, one steal. He didn't turn the ball over at all. Mm-hmm. Six of seven at the free throw line. That's big. Like, mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right because even in the second half, like Creighton didn't start taking over the game until I don't know, like 16 minutes under under to the under 16, right? Right. So but they needed him to keep kind of like finding ways to put the ball in the basket and you know get offensive rebounds, get second chance opportunities in order to stay with the Paul because the Paul came out and I mean, I think they scored like six points in that first couple of minutes, so it could have been like a fifteen-point game if if Kaulkner doesn't find ways to make those plays. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like he deserves a lot of credit for the, especially for the point of the game where DePaul could have put Creighton into a pretty big hole and possibly made them get a little bit internal. Like he, uh, he made just enough plays to make to keep that within a couple possessions, you know, three or four possessions before Creighton finally started to you know, dictate things with the with the pressure defense and having Trey on Jalen Terry and things like that. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, he did
1: the same thing impact-wise against Southern Illinois as well. Oh, yeah. Where it's like they, they had that big deficit, and then it's at a certain point at the end of the game, they were like, well, we have to find points somewhere because no one else can shoot. And so they just kept feeding Koltbrenner. And he did a lot of the same thing in the first half tonight where it was like, it was like okay, they need something to get going. They, need, they needed something positive at a particular point. And, like, to be able to rely on him, and, I mean, he's incredibly skilled, but it's like,
0: good Lord, he's a great leader as well. Yeah, like, but you're right. Fundamentally, too, like, isn't he – he's got to be fundamentally the best big in the league at this point. Is there no anybody – fundamentally, I'm just talking, fundamentally. Like, is there anybody with, like – you know that can, can move their feet the way he can for his size, Um, as disciplined as a shot of a shot blocker as he is. Like he doesn't fly after the ball. Like he just kind of waits for it and you know gets vertical and uses those big catcher's mitts for hands to you know block it away and defend the rim. And his offensive rebounding is insane. Like he's had ten offensive rebounds the last two games. It's crazy. That's wild. You can go, like, whole seasons where a big man for Creighton doesn't get 10 offensive rebounds, <laughs> like, a whole month for sure. So for him to have 10 in the last two games, that's big. I mean, he's a monster.
1: Yeah, and he anticipates incredibly well. He anticipates on, on ball screen defense really well. Mm-hmm. Like, he anticipates just on pick and rolls really well. And, he, I mean, if you watch him closely enough, which I, I was able to do tonight, you can kind of see him – when he he throws out a pick, uh, when he sets up the pick and roll, he knows if it's gonna work or not. Like immediately after the screen, you can kind of see it in his head where he he kind of turns his head, and it may not be a play that's designed for a pick and roll, but you can kind of tell when he's like, all right, this is this isn't it. And I think that that Nemhard is able to read that. I think Trey's able to read that as well, and they're able to set something else up. But I don't know. And and his anticipation for block shots is too. He's just patient. He's he's steady. But when you need him to go, he goes.
0: And he's a he's just a, what a what an electric fucking player. <laughs> <laughs> They're starting to get the lob game going with him too. Like I think that's three three tonight, I, if I recall correctly. And then I think there were a couple, two or three in the last game, too. So you're starting to see Creighton kind of and I think he I think he had a one or two against Xavier as well. So you're starting to see like the the feel for that with between the ball handler and him start to come to fruition a little bit more. Cause that was a play that I don't think was always available to, um, to create an early in the season. Like, I think it's, I think they're starting to develop a little bit of chemistry there with the, you know, with that one, five ball screen where they can flip it up to him. and he can go get it and finish it. Like there's, I think this, it's looking a little bit sharper than it was earlier in the year. So um, yeah, that's just, I mean, that for him, that's just easy money. Like he, <laughs> He can go up and get it higher than most people could. So, yeah, like, if that's that's easy points for him, it's easy like, you know, four or six points a night. And mm-hmm. I think he had that tonight on that alone. So that's how he gets up to 18. But, yeah, 18 and 10, six blocks. I think that six blocks is a career high too. I don't think he's had more than that at any point. But, you know, he's had a few five-block games. So I don't think he's had a six yet. Mm-hmm. Only took eight shots, but he made six of them. Made six of his seven free throws. Like you know what I mean. No turnovers too. For as much pressure as he faces, he got, like he felt out the double team pretty well. And I thought he did a good job of, you know, dribbling out to the perimeter and finding a ball handler when they did trap him or they didn't send a help help down to him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, he was he was lights out tonight. I and mean, I thought he and Trey were like far and away the the best players on the floor for either yeah. team, for either team either team. Yep. Yeah, No, they they, they drag them to that victory, for sure. 100%. Should we jump into questions, see what people got for us? Yeah, let's do it. I always get these mixed up because I don't know if this is like something that people just tweeted randomly during the game or if it's actually a question for the pod. So That's let's... always tough, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a random thing. Okay, I think this is where – I know Jacob Padilla was harassing me about the demons playing defense thing, so I think that's a good <laughs> – I don't think that's for the pod, so let's uh, – I'll start with after that. Okay. Um, okay, so I guess we're starting with Josh Peterson. Okay. Shout out, Josh. Uh, when you get an order of fried chicken, how many pieces are in your go-to? Hmm. I don't order fried chicken very much. I'm more of a tenders, chicken tenders guy, aren't you? What do you What do you think? Is that a we change yeah, the question a little bit? I don't know. I, I don't eat a
1: lot of fried chicken. Um, I mean, I love wings, but that's kind of more of a mm-hmm. like a once a month kind of thing. Maybe once every three months. It's kind of a delicacy. Uh, but if I'm getting fried chicken, you got to go with like 10 pieces. Because you can eat like three, maybe in one sitting. Yeah. And the rest, you can, you can put on... Sandwiches with a little bit of
0: Miracle Whip or some mayonnaise later Fri- on in the week. Fried chicken or chicken tenders?
1: No, fried chicken.
0: You put chicken tenders on? You put a chi- fried chicken on sandwiches?
1: You bet. It's like bones and shit, man. No, I mean, you strip it first. I mean, you take it off the bone.
0: Why would you? you what? The That's yeah. the weird, I don't think I've ever heard of that. You've never done that before with a fried with a piece of fried chicken with a tent with tenders. I have, yeah, but not fried chicken. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, hey, just strip
1: yeah. it from the bone. I mean, you have to put a little bit of work in, it's no big deal.
0: Yeah, it seems like unnecessary Why don't just a tender? <laughs> when she's ordered tenders. When she's ordered tenders, then the meat's already there. And it's ready uh, to... Do you like cold fried chicken? Um, I don't hate it, I don't think I prefer it though. Okay, yeah, no, I, uh, I think I've eaten cold tenders before, but I would, it wouldn't be my first choice, yeah. Um yeah, what's my, so, well, I don't, yeah, I don't get fried chicken that much. I do get chicken tenders. I don't know what my, I'm trying to think. I usually get Popeye's. So what do they have? Eight, twelve, sixteen, right? Yep. Yeah, I think eight is my go-to because, like, if you get, like, a couple biscuits with it, too, that's pretty filling. Like, I can't, I don't, you know, so, yeah. Eight, eight-piece tenders from Popeye's. Mm-hmm. It's probably legit where I get what my go-to there.
1: Yeah, I got a Raisin Cane's by where I work. And
0: I'll go I mean, there. Like, yeah. Well, do you like Raising Canes more than Popeyes? Uh, it's tough, but but if I'm going to Popeyes, I'm not getting tenders. I'm getting the sandwich. Okay. Yeah, the sandwich is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I, mean, I, I just think Popeyes has the chicken game. Like I think they got it killed. So they do. It's hard to. Yeah,
1: I would honestly I would never go to Raising Canes. Um if it wasn't so
0: convenient and nearby. Oh, I got gotcha. you. See the thing with raising canes that I, I like, I'm kind of out on them a little bit and I don't know. Are they still a sponsor of Creighton? Are we going to get, <laughs> are we going to have the marketing department go, yo man, don't hate on raising canes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, they, the sauce is required. I think in my opinion, like very much so. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it is, that's a bland ass tender without that sauce. And I just, that's a big no-no for me if you're if the sauce is where your flavor comes from I kind of don't really respect you as much as I as you should be respected like I guess my that's how I think of it yeah so, and, and so, I mean and then the office, popeyes I don't need sauce like I, they said what do you want for dipping sauce I go I'm good you're, <laughs> you're just, save it <laughs> you already seasoned this yeah Very exactly body. like I, really yeah, good. Popeyes needs no help whatsoever from a sauce standpoint <laughs> de- I don't. Think <laughs> so. the The reason I don't like raisin canes is because it needs the sauce. Like, if, I've tried eating like a couple of them without the sauce, and I'm just like, I just feel like I'm chewing on nothing right now.
1: Right, and it's, it's like, I mean, if you're gonna, if let's say you're on a road trip and you're just stopping in, get something, eat it on the road. Yeah, I mean, if in the passenger seat, you have to have raisin canes, you have to dip it in the sauce.
0: So, yeah, exactly. Pain it's it's in not, the ass. That's it's like, right. It's yeah. Like I mean, accidents, higher accident rate. Yeah. Yeah, raising canes is killing people. Okay, maybe raisin I should say <laughs> <That's the> wrong <laughs> statement. Raisin canes is killing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. Raisin canes needs the sauce. So if I guess I'm, if I'm craving the sauce, I'll get raisin canes. But mm. uh, yeah, they're they're not my first choice for tenders. And yeah, that's where I, I go eight piece tenders. That's my answer. I don't I don't usually get fried chicken that often. I don't know why, but I just haven't. I don't. I usually just like the tenders. Mm-hmm. And you call. go for wings? Yeah, I usually just go for wings. What's your what What's your favorite wings? Where do you go for wings? Parmesan garlic. Well, in Parmesan. Yeah. Hey, high five, Parmesan garlic guy. Right?
1: That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Um. Now have you been to Tracks? No. It's down. Been. Yeah, down on Sixtieth between uh, uh between Pacific and and Eleven uh, Worth. It is. It's dynamite. They got some great wings. I
0: did finally try uh what's it? Three's hat, hat, three ha- three's happiness. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Three happiness. Yeah. Three happiness. Yeah. The Chinese place you told me about it's on like in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, 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 that's bomb. That's a ton did of you... food too, by the way. Yes, it is. Holy <laughs> shit. That's a
1: week's worth of food. <laughs> I
0: got the, I got the peanut butter chicken there and God damn, they did not skimp. Like I felt like I got a whole mm. tray of, fr- of peanut butter chicken and like a whole thing of rice. Like, I felt like I was carrying in groceries when I was bringing it in. I was like, God dang, these people don't even. And it weighs a lot too. Yes. That's what I'm saying. They don't mess around. I was like, Mm -hmm. people are serious. I hadn't tried that until you mentioned it. And you were like, yeah, you got to hit up three happiness. Like I was like, okay. And I think I was, I don't know. I was coming back from like a basketball workout or something. And I was in the area. I was like, oh, let's hit up this place and see what it's all about. And then they like brought the food out. I'm like. Holy crap! Are you guys, serious <laughs> with this? Like good lord. I saw people. I saw some people getting uh, uh shrimp fried rice too, and the shrimp were like size of golf balls. Like, oh my mm-hmm. god! Yeah. So that's a that's a place to check out. I know we got sidetracked there, but yeah, I'll try your. I, I tried Oscar's wings. Um mm. I think it was Robbie and I went there for the Huskers Oklahoma football game or whatever. Yeah, their wings were yep. not, their wings were not good. I felt like they. I think, yeah it wasn't dude the pizza was good the wings were the wings felt super microwaved like wow really like, like they made them early and then like they just kind of like left them and then they like reheated them for the game crowd it was not good not a good experience I think Ravi yeah, will backed me cool. up on this too. I think Ravi will backed me up on that he did not enjoy the wings either was no, was that
1: my know. recommendation?
0: yes it was yeah it was yeah the pizza was good yeah. though so you're you're all right you're in the clear on that the pizza was good. God, well, I, I think I sent you there for the wings, and the wings are usually like really, really good. I got we got I think we got garlic parmesan boneless, and it was bad. It was like huh. it was like they just came out of like a bag, a frozen garlic parmesan bag, and you like they read, and then it was like because they weren't even they weren't even hot. They were just like they they we got served, and they weren't even hot. They were like hearty lukewarm. It's like what the hell is this? God, that's disappointing. It was disappointing. It was my first time at Oscars too. So the pizza right. the, the pizza did a lot of heavy lifting that day. So all right, I'll
1: take you to tracks and then I'll blow your mind because I think it's best wings in town. But that's that's nice. you so.
0: gotcha. Hey, well, you're you're one for two. The Chinese place was good. So mm-hmm. you're all right there. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What's our next question? Yeah, you got one. Um, is Trey Alexander going to get an all-freshman team selection? Uh, Stats might not be flashy, but anyone who watches the game knows how good and valuable he is. Yeah, so the problem with that is the people who choose that shit don't usually watch the games. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of have a recent history to bank off on that one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think he's got to put up numbers to get it. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get it. Just simply because we know what the process is. He deserves it. it. Well, let's try to think about the competition. It's like what... Oh, God. Let me look up some Biggie stats and see if I can find freshmen that are going to yep. be on it. Right? I mean, Nemhard's going to be on it, right? Like,
1: no, he's. I mean, he's
0: already a shoe in I mean, he, yeah, he's I think winning. I think so too.
1: But I don't know. Um, I don't. Know. Yeah. I mean, part of it, he, he definitely deserves it, and if he gets more, if he gets more opportunities to start, or I mean, to at least back up the one. I mean, I feel like he's going to get. A, he, if he gets more run, he's going to have a bigger sample size, which might. I don't know. Yeah, kind of jettison up there, but
0: okay. So Amina Muhammad's going to be on it from Georgetown. Hmm. Um, Nemhard's going to be on it. Yep. David yeah. Jones is a sophomore, right? Yeah, he's not a freshman. Yeah, he's not a freshman. Hmm? Why well, there aren't? I don't know, man. Maybe. Dude, he might. <laughs> what's uh what's does Yukon have What's uh, what's Yukon's stud? Let me see. Well, Butler's got uh Taylor. Or oh yeah, Wright. they they think he's a freshman. Butler Butler's not good though. That no, should they, that should ding Yeah, let me look at you <laughs> look at. Um, like, <laughs> uh, see
1: Yukon 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 I don't think UConn's got anybody that's
0: under. They have no, like, real under. I mean, I this think. Jordan Hawkins kid gets a lot of gets a lot of love. Let me see what he's putting up. hmm Yeah, dude, 37% shooting, 33% from three. No. No. I mean, he's averaging six points a game. This is a turnover ratio is way upside down. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of hype, though, so.
1: Dude, I, I think he might win it. I mean, he he might be in the conversation because
0: I mean, he won't out. be fr- he won't be freshman of the year, no way. No, no, even, no, not freshman of the year. Yeah, but, but all freshman also. team. Yeah. So what is that? So we said Amina Muhammad, Nemhard, uh, Jordan Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the Butler kid? Jaden Taylor mm-hmm. Let me pull him up real quick. See what he's at. Cause yeah, I don't. I don't oh yeah, but there's one of the other freshman that comes off the bench for them. That's really good too. So let's see what we got working with here. Oh, and there's Justin Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Justin That's Lewis funny. isn't a freshman. Fuck off. Yeah, he is. Mar- no, Marquette's not getting away with that shit. Fuck off. No. He's a freshman, he- dude. He played last year. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> he was like a stud last year. No. Marquette is not getting away with that garbage. Absolutely. <laughs> If he wins freshman of the year, I'm going to punch people. No. <laughs> can't be messing around like that. He played, like, every game. He played in almost every – but he's still a freshman, so. No. no. No, 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 Absolutely not. Marquette can can eat shit with that. <laughs> they, they did still – I remember they did still listen as a freshman, too. Yep. Yeah, he played 21 games last year. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Seven, seven – eight points, five boards. Just yeah. under a block a game in twenty. No way, they're not. Absolutely not. Mm. I'll I'll put him. You can put him in the conversation for most improved player, but you're not. You're not. No, you're no, not no, nominating no. him for freshman of the year. No, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you can yeah, you can use that eligibility if you want, but you're not like getting a freshman award off that dude. No. Yeah, Jaden Taylor's second on Butler in scoring, so yeah, you're probably right. He's gonna be on the All Freshman team. Yeah, he scored 19 against UConn.
1: So I just assume that means he's already on – he's going to be on that team.
0: Oh, no, that was it. Just that one. He scored yep. 19 against <laughs> <laughs> He could take the rest of the year off. He's good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> have they really already played 19, 18 games? Yeah, they have. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he started all 18. He's averaging 10, 10 points a game on just horrific shooting. But, yeah, he's, he's probably going to be there. So that's mm-hmm. four, right? So we got Nemhard, Amini Muhammad, uh Jordan Hawkins, Jaden Taylor. That's four or five on it, right? There's only five, aren't there? Yeah, I think
1: there's only five.
0: Yeah, so is this is spot form. Is there? Sure, why not? Let's see what Marquette's working with. Because Marquette probably has some new dudes that are I can't well, think they're still listing him as a freshman. They they listed Colic as a freshman too. Oh, they do they're doing Colic too? No, this is not happening. No. Yep. <laughs> not not happening. Uh-huh. All these dudes are even Maxis Prosper was at Clemson last year. What are they doing? I don't mind if they're doing it for like you know, eligibility purposes. I don't care about that, but they're not getting that over on when, in terms of awards, no way. Yeah, I don't think they have a freshman that's better yeah. than Yeah, he's got So I think the answer is yes. I think Trey's got a shot. Mm-hmm. What's the – I mean, the question is, will he be on all-freshman team, right? Right, that's the question. Okay, so we have to, like, kind of predict. I yeah, I don't think the stats will be, like, mind-blowing, but I think he I – think, I think he'll be there. I think he's good enough. How about that? And I think he's going to have a big enough role. Mm-hmm. To where he's he he can he can get there, just because there's not I don't know if there's gonna be any that many people in the league better than him too. You know what I mean?
1: Right, and I think no. I, again, like we said, like if his sample size gets bigger and he gets more minutes and he gets more yeah. run, he's gonna show it in the stat sheet as well.
0: So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's put together three. I mean, in four Creighton's wins, he's played really well in four and three of them. You look at uh, Nova at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. John's the other night and DePaul tonight, like, yeah, he's he's definitely had that impact for sure. Yeah, he's showing out in conference games. That's what you need to do in order to win conference awards. That's right. Uh, Jacob wants to know if Alex wanted to get himself teed up like R two did. What would you What would you say to the officials? Oh no. <laughs> um, I wonder what R two said. Like he was really mad. Like I think he earned. Yeah. I think he earned it for sure because he turned right around and he was angry, and he yeah. said he said me words that looked mean. I didn't hear any of them, but they looked mean, and he immediately got teed up for it. So,
1: which I mean, if you want to get into how poor the, I thought the officiating was bad.
0: <laughs> no, it was. You can. Yeah, it was. It was pretty poor. I was. <laughs> I was talking to. I was saying to John during the game. I'm like. I wonder if this crew got assigned based on like preseason, based on the preseason poll, right? Where it's like, "Oh, Creighton and DePaul are going to suck this year. Let's give these guys this game because it's okay if it's clunky and ridiculous." Yeah, because I
1: I thought they, I mean, they made a lot of calls just in. I don't know if you want to say in favor of, but like, DePaul was getting fucked a few times.
0: That's what I'm saying. DePaul had. If a, a few times, be like all game, DePaul had paul had eight fouls in the first half. What did they finished with twenty one. Mm-hmm. He called thirteen fouls on them in the second half. Okay, and yeah. uh, but that's that's after a half in which you let them basically just if there were tearaway jerseys, those baby those baby blues would be in bad shape. Yep, like they were just they were clutching, <laughs> grabbing, holding, ripping everything every time a cutter went through the lane or went around a screen or anything. It was like you let that go for 20 minutes and then you didn't let it go for the second half. Like mm-hmm. you can't do that. If you're going to be bad, you got to be bad the whole game. You know what I mean? Right. I understand. I know people hate when you say that, but it's like, it's not about the viewing aspect of it. It's about the players adjusting. Like if the players know they're going to get shredded when they go into traffic, they have to be able to adjust to that. And defend defenders have to know what they're able to get away with too. Like if you're not going to call anything, then I, you can be more physical. And if you're going to call everything, then I know I need to back off and not get in foul trouble. Like, it's it's not about the viewer. I understand the viewer doesn't like that kind of an opinion, but the players have to be able to adjust. And if you call a game one way for 20 minutes, you can't change the way you call it in the second half. And I just think, like, 13 fouls on DePaul compared to, like, the way you called the game in the first half just, like, didn't mesh well. And then, I mean, there was one play in the second half where I think David Jones drove through the lane and, Nemhard like slapped the hell out of his wrist. Like we heard it on press row Mm -hmm. and the ref was, it was like a clean steal. Like how did you, how did you not hear that? (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah. In fairness to the officiating, Creighton got screwed in the first half and Paul kind of got screwed in the second. So, yep. I don't know if that can if that constitutes balance and consistency, but it was a weird, weird, weird game. Pretty poorly officiated game all around. Very strange game. But back to Jacob's question. Yeah, what would well, you say? What would you say to get teed up? Um, ooh, God, I don't know. See, would you feel not... like Monty Python style where you don't cuss, but you kind of curse at them? Like where you, you know? No, see, because I don't think that gets you teed up. You don't think so?
1: Because if it's too indirect, I think it has to be very direct. Well, the Monty Python style is very personal. It's just not very, like, vulgar. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, I, I think... Like, if you just said, I don't know, if you commented on their appearance, like, Mm. if you said something like... It's getting getting scary. Getting scary territory there. Like, um, yeah, I grew up with a blind mom, too, and she cut my hair, too. That doesn't mean you have to to keep getting it cut by her.
0: (laughs) You think that would do it? I don't know. That that, that might get teed up. That might get no calls for, like, a four-minute period while they think about what that meant. That might... (laughs) That might throw them completely off their job. Okay, so so maybe then it's like a it's a slow
1: burn, and then he realizes what it means later on, and then he mm. tees you
0: up. Maybe it's not an immediate tee. Oh, like it comes after the fact, like a review, right? Like, hey, I think this guy meant this about my mother. Can I tee him up for that? Like, When did you just say it just now? Well, not. It was like seven minutes ago, but I just realized what it meant. Oh. Yeah. And the head official's like, yeah, I guess. Go ahead. I mean <laughs> yeah. it's not like he didn't say it. He did say it. So it's it's fine. Oh man, what would you say to get teed up? I don't know. The idea of like coming up with a witty Monty Python style insult is pretty funny to me. But I like you said, I don't know if a a referee would understand that to the degree that he tees you up. Mm-hmm. Let me think. I don't know. The F word is kind of like my go-to for anger, situ- angry situations. So it would probably be something with the F word. A lot of them, a few of them. Yeah. No, and, and yeah, I mean, I go, with that. that's, that's easy though. Yeah, it you, is you gotta be creative with it. I know. I, I've never really thought about it before. So I can I not I'm not prepared to answer with my best on this one. We should just call
1: Jacob and see. Do you think he ever, do you think Jacob Padilla ever got teed up ever
0: playing basketball? Yeah, but he doesn't I am sure he does. I'm sure he has mm-hmm. gotten teed up before, but I don't think he's I don't think he's ever cursed. I think he just like probably laughed at a ref or something like that. Right. And insults their intelligence. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. can be very cutting, so Yeah. But love you, Jacob. I don't have a good answer to that question, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready. I mean, I could cuss a lot, that's what I would do probably. Mm-hmm. Um Patrick Murphy wants to know. DePaul looks much better this year, but the record is. <laughs> like, I feel like we get this DePaul question every year. Yeah. DePaul looks much better this year, but the record is similar to past years. Due to late game collapses. I mean, this, this could have been sent from any time. Um, <laughs> is it a fitness issue? Lack of depth? Inability to bunt the runner into scoring position? Those are the three ifs.
1: Okay, so those are so our, our so are those,
0: Is it like multiple choice? We have to choose one of those is it what the answer is, right?
1: Yeah, I, well, I really so I'm, I'm assuming so because usually if they just want to know what their problem is,
0: then they'll just ask that. Yeah, but because it's it, like an they, essay question, oh, oh. but this is multiple choice, yeah. Right. Well, I don't think it's fitness or lack of depth, so I guess <laughs> the inability to bunt the runner over in scoring position is the answer we have to choose on this one, right? Yes. Because they played eight guys. And the three dudes off the bench got 28, 24, and 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's not a depth issue. No. Because if it were a depth issue, they would have – I mean, Creighton basically played six dudes tonight. Um, and it's not fitness. They look fine. Like, I don't know. They've played 18 games. Yeah, and they're also very aggressive and they press all- – Yeah, exactly. They play a, a hectic style of basketball. So, yeah, they're not – they're not lacking for fitness. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah, so I guess it is the inability to put the runner in the scoring position. Then I, I got to be honest with you. What's that I a metaphor? Know. What's that a metaphor for? Then in basketball terms, like what? Oh, what? I was going to take it very
1: literally because I, I was going to say that I never saw him bunt once tonight.
0: So that's true. That's that's a good observation. Um, I actually don't even need to go back and watch the game to confirm that. Okay, so metaphor wise,
1: um, I don't know. I mean, doing the small things in order to create success further down the road.
0: Yeah. So what does that what does that entail for them in a basketball sense? Like they had six, <laughs> they had six assists and sixteen turnovers tonight. Good, good God! <laughs> so is,
1: there you go. That's they expressing. were not playing team ball. They were not not sacrificing
0: um, themselves. The six, they had six assists on 19 baskets. It's insane. Do you know what it's like to watch like the Creighton women's team and then go watch this, like in within a 24-hour period? Like if, Cre- if Creighton women suddenly had a game where they had six assists on 19 baskets, like I'm pretty sure that would be the entire story of the game. Like, why did they not make more plays for each other? Because I'm so mm-hmm. used to them having like an 80% assist rate. Six assists on 19 baskets is a lot of one on one. A lot of isolation. A lot. They're
1: they're trying to do it all themselves. they two top
0: their two top scorers, Jalen Terry and David Jones, had twenty one points on twenty nine shots. So twenty five field goal attempts and then four free throws. They had twenty one points. That's yucky. That's very bad. They scored fifteen points in the second half. <laughs> that was I mean, Trey almost outproduced them in the second half alone. God. he had twelve, they had fifteen. So yeah, inability to bunt the runner in scoring position is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see how many we have left. Oh, I think we just got one. No, there's a couple. There's like five questions in here. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Blue Jay buff. First one: whole wheat or multigrain? Um, multigrain every yeah, time. Same. Agreed. That's not even a hard choice. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, preferred new alt uni navy. Like oh, I guess this means for if we, the next uniform we want to see Creighton bust out in an alternate navy or black. Wow.
1: Um. I also want to go with neither. What would be your alternate uniform? Um. They don't have uh uh throwback. Throwback. Throw, like oh really, be... a
0: throwback. Yep,
1: I hate throwbacks.
0: I love throwbacks, really. How do you not like throwbacks? I just don't, they're just they're weird. You don't like Xavier's throwbacks? No, are- I hate them, really. I hate, hate throwbacks. hey, I've yeah, wow. I knew you were gonna mention that right off the jump, too. Like, as soon as you brought- <laughs> I knew you were gonna go right to Xavier, and I'm going, nope, hate him. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, whose throwbacks I do like is Georgetown's, the ones they use to. Pace Creighton in the Big East tournament championship game. Those throw yes. those throwback Iverson j- uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. I rock with those. Mm-hmm. But those, yeah, don't, I like those too. But those aren't like super retro though. You know what I mean? They're like late nineties retro, so it's not like you know. It's still got style to it. All right, but I'm I'm talking like you could do like,
1: and you can do like, can do like uh, retro inspired, right? They don't have to be like true retros. I mean I guess Xavier's true or retro inspired, but like exactly. and with the block the block Creighton in the like the Bob Gibson era Creighton jerseys, those are cool. With a where it's block Creighton in on the on the front of the jersey, but it makes like a little arc.
0: hmm
1: Those are those are neat. I like those.
0: Uh, I don't know. Bring those back. It's a tough choice. I kind of feel like Navy is my preferred one over black right now though. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, if we have to choose one of those two,
1: I would probably go with Navy. Yeah. I think Navy and white really pops. And I like that.
0: So For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Navy's the next one. But Navy's not really a team color, though, is it? Neither is baby blue. They still do those. Neither is gray. Is gray? Is gray? Well, gray might be a team color. How is gray a team color? The white and the blue. That's two colors. Well, I mean, it's in the logo, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I guess. I think Navy is as well.
1: Is it Navy in there? Oh, logo? yeah, Navy is. Yeah, you're right.
0: Okay, exactly. Yeah, you're right. They're they're going to go with the Navy uniform. Uh, we solved that quickly.
1: Yep, we sure did. That's okay.
0: Uh, dark chocolate or milk chocolate?
1: Uh, milk chocolate.
0: So I'm not really big on chocolate in any facet.
1: So. Hmm. So if you had to choose one. In the, uh, To honor the question.
0: To honor the question? Yeah. What's the difference? Dark chocolate is very bitter. Milk chocolate is like lighter. Like what you, milk chocolate's like in every candy bar, right? And then dark chocolate's like the $50 pieces of chocolate? Yes, correct. Okay. Well, since I'm, a, <laughs> since I'm a poor, I'm going milk chocolate then because I don't even know what dark chocolate tastes like practically. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like white chocolate. I think white chocolate's gross. Although I do like it in cookies and cream, like the little break-off candy bar things or whatever that you get at the gas station. That was good. Yeah, I rock with those. So I guess that's that's white chocolate, isn't it? It is. Okay, yeah. Um. What did Nemhard say to Jeff Anderson? Do we get to make this up now? It's kind of the same question we just got asked. What would we say? So we had to, uh, I, don't know. I don't know what he said. I really don't. I just know he was okay. angry when he said it. Yeah, I, I think he probably just called him a stupid motherfucker or something. So <laughs> You think he called him a stupid motherfucker? I don't think he called him that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. I, I I think he just said something like that's fucking bullshit or something, probably. You think he called him a stupid motherfucker, really? If you if you get teed up, because I mean I see you you, you think you, you think, that, can man? you call a ref a stupid motherfucker when you're a college basketball player? And not I mean, I mean, you get teed up for it? But I mean, I think would you not get like suspended for that? Can no, why would you? They're just words. Dude, I'm pretty sure like NBA players get fined for that. I don't think you can do that if you're a college player. Really? I don't think... We have to turn this back onto the onto the people here. Can you call... If you're a college basketball player, can you call a ref a stupid motherfucker? I don't think you can. And still play the rest of the game. Well, I mean, he, the, the thing about that was like it was his fifth foul. The technical was his fifth <laughs> foul, so it kind of served as a, an ejection. But... Yeah, I don't think you would be. a don't think that would be okay. I don't think it would even be just like t-worthy. I think it would be like, I think it would be ejection. I wonder. I think, we should yeah. pull the players and see what's the, what's the worst thing they've ever called a ref training game. Oh, what fuck! I mean, Scurry could, probably, Scurry could probably tell you. That's what I'm saying. We could pull. Yeah, yeah. We could pull people on Scurry and the scrub when we record uh, the tomorrow night. We'll 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 see what he thinks. What you can get yeah. away with. Yeah, yeah, I'm not you. really sure. I, I would I would be surprised if you could call a <laughs> referee in a college basketball game and, and that be just like a normal tee. I think that would be worse than a tee. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Maybe.
0: I mean, last year they teed like, dudes up for like looking at the bench after a three. So, like, I don't think refs are very tolerant in college, what we found out, you know. Last right. year, Alex O'Connell got ejected for, like, staring at some dude who hit him in the face. He just stared at him. Remember that the Butler game like Alex got hit in the face and he just like <laughs> stared at the dude who hit him in the face and the ref tossed him. So that's what I mean. I don't think stupid motherfucker would fly. Like I think that would be I think the ref would have to be held back because I don't think they put up with that. Okay. So what do you think they're tyrants ready? college referees are tyrants like they don't they are up. Um, but what,
1: what if what if he called him like a silly bitch. Do you think that he'd get teed up for that?
0: Yeah, that's I don't think that would be that would be okay.
1: See, I don't, I, I I don't feel, think
0: you're. I don't think you're allowed to personally attack the official like that.
1: See, no, man, because I, I think I think if like if Ryan Nemhard told the referee, "Oh, you're a silly bitch," the referee would probably be like, "Yeah, I guess I am.
0: <laughs> I'm just a little silly bitch." I don't think that would be okay. I really don't. I'll, we'll we'll flesh this out though. I'm I'm curious now because this is I'm interested in this. Cause i'm pretty sure i don't think you'd be it'd be okay i think like you'd have to be like you'd have to be talking about the call to get it like a technical i think that's what happened like you know that was bs man or something like that or or like yeah i don't think there was any i don't think he says them personal because i don't think that was, i don't think that would be all right <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty angry though he was really like he was really upset mm-hmm. so almost immediately that's it's a good one. Yeah. I'm um, I, season.
1: I got a question. Can I share it? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. From, uh, Martin Swanson. How do you feel about bunting with a runner on first with two outs?
0: Is that for, do I go first or do you go first on that? Yeah. I'm asking it to you. Oh, Cause you already I... know how I feel. <laughs> All right. So say, <laughs> <laughs> I know how you really feel. Do people know how you really feel? Yeah. The... I, think, I think we, We've talked about it. Have we established it already? I don't think people people keep asking about bunting. I don't think they know. Yeah, what's the how's it how's it go again? What's the
1: scenario? Um, so it's just how do you feel about bunting with a runner on first and two outs? (laughs) Uh, Now he didn't say sacrifice bunting. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) A run first and two outs. Lay one down. Um, what would a sack Is there, like, called? what's what's the defensive alignment? Like, what's the defensive alignment? Do we, I gotta know. Like, um, because if there's no, if there's like, if the third baseman's that short, like, yeah, all, all day, because that pitcher probably is like too lazy to cover. Right. And, and yeah, then yeah. if he gets it, he'll probably throw it away into center field. So you'll have runners second and third with two outs before you know it. So, well, who, if there's who, who, a shift all day. Yeah,
1: because it's Joey Gallo, right? Joey Gallo gets... Oh, God, if Joey Gallo can
0: bunt to third, all day.
1: Yeah. With, Joey, with, with Joey
0: Gallo's shift, I'd bunt every time.
1: Yes. Except he's he's such a good power hitter. Why would you ever want him to bunt?
0: Eh, I mean... I mean, unless he's got Judge or Stanton coming up behind him, and it's like, yeah, problem, maybe... The problem with Joey Gallo is he's only... He's a great power hitter when he makes contact, but he never makes contact. He's like a 40% contact rate, so like...
1: Yeah, you know, and then he's... Just, He's a
0: 60% strikeout rate, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think this year, I think against Oakland, when he was already with the Yankees, so like through his Rangers season, he had his like first sack fly in like three years. Doesn't that just blow your mind? I mean, how's that even possible? Like a fly ball power hitter. You know what I mean? And he had his first sack fly <laughs> RBI like in. It was in. It was either of his career or in a few years. And I was like, mm-hmm. "What? How is that even true?" So yeah, if I had his shift, I would bunt. I would bunt every time. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's that's probably the only scenario where I bunt with a runner on first. And I don't even think the runner on first matters. Like that's totally irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's irrelevant. If you were on third, then it's only you like then it's the only time you entertain that situation. You know? Right. Or if or if it's like. If you got like Terrence Gore at second base, that's
1: true. That's true. Then maybe it's like okay, you're gambling a little bit. I mean, you got to have another guy with
0: speed at the plate. Yeah, so it's like maybe he could beat it out. The, but the thing with Terrence Gore is like he could take off on the pitch because he'll steal third find. So sure. really, he's just like going from third to home on the on the contact is essentially how fast he is. So, yeah, yeah. You know what, Terrence? You know what'd be funny for Terrence Gore is like a little bit of like if they. I think he retired though, didn't he? Uh, I don't think so. I think he might maybe, have. Maybe he did. Let me double check. Oh, no, he was He
1: was on the Braves roster.
0: No, I know he was, but I think he retired after that. Let me see. Yeah,
1: nothing like having three rings and 27 plate appearances.
0: <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> um, Maybe he's still active. I don't see anything. I just pulled up the news on him. It doesn't look like he's retired yet. Although maybe it didn't go announced, so who knows. You know, you know it'd be funny if like MLB made a rule for Terrence Score that he can't lead off. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go like beer league softball rules where he just like he has to be touching the bag at all times, mm-hmm. just to give the defense a chance to like make a play on him. You know, he'd, he'd still probably have like an eighty percent success rate. That's what I mean. It would be so yeah. funny to see his success rate still be pretty high. Can you imagine like a base hit to center where he has to wait on the bag? Or just, like, an infield single, like, up the middle to short, and the short stoplight tries to throw home and still doesn't get him. And mm-hmm. he even goes from second to third without – or second to home without leading off. Like, that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I, think that, yeah. needs, I think that needs to happen. I mean, I feel like he'd he'd get up to speed faster, so maybe you'd actually – You're right. Yeah, it's true. Like, me, like, right. like, starting out of the block, like a track runner, right? Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He wouldn't have to have that, that like, lead step or at all. You'd just go. hmm Yeah. Interesting. I think so too i think they should do it i think if manfred does it that'd be like one of the best things he's done as commissioner the only low bar man low man. bar manfred come on man <laughs> Go we're giving you great ideas here well he's an avid listener to the pod right um you know probably i don't know yeah
1: if he, he is doesn't make life
0: if he is he's not happy right okay anything else you got any other bright ideas or topics we haven't touched on yet um. Oh, uh,
1: one thing you you've probably talked about this on previous podcasts, and let's talk about it again. Uh, Sharif
0: Redshirt, maybe. Don't um. Be- well, he's played. I think he's played six games. So yeah, it depends on how many games they play. Mm-hmm. So, I think he's within the if they play like a regular, normal season the rest of the way, essentially with no cancellations and stuff. I think he'll be he'll qualify. Mm-hmm. But that. Um, that won't come into play until after he's like he's used up his eligibility, though, you know. Right. So, but yeah, I think he's like within the within the window right now. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to, if he uses up his eligibility, like what next year would be his senior year, right? And then he has a COVID year. So yeah, right now he's operating with a COVID year, and in and, and a potential medical hardship. So. He could potentially play next year and then two more years after that. Yep. I think is the way that would work if he wanted to. Correct. We'll see. We'll see. Long way to go for that. Uh, I
1: saw something I observed while I was at the game. Um, I think it was was late. Uh, They inbounded the ball to Trey, on the baseline and Hawkins yelling at him, keep the ball up. And he didn't, but he still got fouled. And I was like, that's very cool. I like that. Just Ryan Hawkins giving nice leadership advice. I don't know. My brain's real stupid, so I thought that was a cool moment. <laughs>
0: <Feels> <laughs> Just like he's like, like, he's really like hey, keep
1: the ball high, and then he gets fouled anyways. He's and like Trey like walks up to him and uh Ryan Hawkins is like, no, keep it up here. You don't want him to be able to steal it down here. And I was like, oh, that's neat. That's that's
0: yeah, that's good leadership. I yeah. thought you should have brought that up maybe earlier in the podcast, but not necessarily at the end of it. But anyway. No, I, I wanted to make sure that no one was listening anymore. Whatever. You- <laughs> when you said me. it, when yeah. you said <laughs> your when you said your brain's real stupid. Mike. Yep. <laughs> did Alex just say his brain's real stupid? Yeah, he did. He, he did. Um, That's all I got. Yeah. That's good. Crate went three of 17 on three tonight, and they still won.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, this team's built different.
0: Built different, but you mean that <laughs> in like the literal sense, though, don't you?
1: <laughs> you, don't, bit, you, yeah. don't mean
0: it, you don't mean it in the metaphorical, like I'm the shit sense. You mean it like literally they're built different. Honest to God, I think that is the worst sports terminology terminology that's ever <laughs> like <Built> <laughs> everybody man. says it for so many different like reasons, though. It's not just sports, it's like life. I was watching
1: SportsCenter, which is always a bad idea, but I was doing it anyways. And they had somebody come on and they were talking about a, an NFL player. And he used the term built different like six times in the two minute spot that he had. Really? He's like, this guy's just built different. You know, they don't make a lot of players like him. He's just built different. And I'm like, you're not saying anything. You're not <laughs> analyzing. They're, ESPN's paying you money to say these things. It's nonsense. <laughs>
0: I think you'll come to realize if you listen, if you watch Sports Center more often, that they do pay a lot of people quite a bit of money to spout nonsense. Yeah, I cool. mean, honestly, it's not just sports either. We could we could dive into other other areas. Where a, not where nonsense is a lucrative business.
1: Is there a little three letter network that you might be thinking about?
0: Yeah. Is it a news channel? It's a news channel. That's a tough question to answer. Mm-hmm. I know because there's two of them. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to answer <laughs> I think sometimes it wants to be. So I, it's going through an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. Well, that's about it for us. We're pissing people off now, which is always oh, yeah. that's always a good way to end it when you make people yeah. angry. Oh, the 49ers tied up the game with the Packers. Oh, wow, they're driving too. Oh, my. Should we watch the rest of the Packers Niners on this, on this podcast? What do you think? Sure. I do. You watch? Foo- do you watch foosball? I don't watch it until the playoffs start. That's my. I, I haven't seen a game yet this year. Yeah, I don't watch pro football. You watch college? Just the Huskers, right? Just the Huskers. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they? Man, really that's a point.
1: That's appointment television, though.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record. I don't think we recorded that long, so we're gonna record the rest of this game. Perfect. And if it goes to overtime, we'll cut it off.
1: Is there anything that
0: uh, you want to talk about? Um, anything on your mind? I watched uh, the Eternals on Disney Plus. I didn't think it was that bad. I think every, I, I, but I went into it. I was a little skewed because I saw everybody hated it before I watched it, so I was expecting a trash heap, and it wasn't. So I was like, "Uh, oh, that's all right." Hmm. I think it's forgettable, but it's not like terrible did you watch it have you seen it i didn't i didn't watch it do you have disney, disney plus you should get disney plus
1: i i do have disney plus i watched uh i think the only reason i got it was for the mandalorian which i like okay good call mandalorian's a good show mm-hmm. is uh have
0: you, have you watched book of boba fett yet i haven't got into that it looks bad
1: yeah did that's what i've heard
0: from people
1: is that oh. it's not good but i haven't watched it yet so
0: I oh, well. if it, this is where we should do a live show because people listening right now could tell us if we need to cut the podcast off mm-hmm. or if they want to interact with us. Oh, I should probably double check, make sure we don't have any more questions. Of course, I turned on the game and then it's going to commercial, so. Game's probably already over. Oh, great. We just wasted 10 minutes. Huh. When did we start recording? Maybe we should cut it off
1: mm-hmm it's not a bad idea i like, go read dot ducks.com
0: okay plug my stuff now you're done <laughs> that's true that's true we <laughs> i think we started recording around nine so we're at an hour we're not that long yet no no oh, that's long enough Don't you think? What's that? No, I didn't freeze. I'm right here.
1: Oh my god, you're just staring at your phone. (laughs) (laughs) I was making sure we didn't have any
0: more questions. (laughs) Didn't you hear what I said? Yeah. I needed to come out of commercial soon so we can have some content so we can react to something. Although you didn't put the game on, I'm guessing, so it's just gonna be me reacting to it. No, so I'm just reacting to you. Yeah. Yeah, you're just reacting to me. Got it. I'm reacting to you reacting, yes. Lots well, of fun use of your time. What's this? There's a new singing show. Apparently. What is this? How many singing uh, shows are there now?
1: Uh, well, there's The Masked Singer. There's um, is American Idol still around. I think they did reboot that. They rebooted it? I think it went off the air. Yeah, it went off the air, and then they brought it back. Oh, really? I used to watch mm-hmm. American Idol all the time.
0: Yeah, I liked that show when it was first on. Yeah. It was nice. Well, the Niners still have the ball. Second and five, two minutes left in the game. Oh, uh, God, this would be an amazing way for the Packers to lose. They're giving Rodgers too much time, though. Oh, oh that's a first down. How many uh, timeouts says- is? Green Bay has two timeouts left, San Francisco has three. It's snowing too. Nice. I like watching football in the snow. Yeah. Feels right. One time it snowed so bad we played me and my friends played tackle football in the street because it was like so thick. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) It was like twelve inches. We we didn't feel a thing. Yeah, it's still pretty dangerous, though. Yeah, well we're we're all the concussions took, took hold, so we're we're a finished product now. Hmm. That's good. I like that. But, uh... This would be an awesome way for Aaron Rodgers to end his season. Just classic Packers fashion. The best team in the league, and in their first home game, they lose again. Yeah. Green Bay's trying to get the ball back. They just called their second time out. Second and seven, a minute ten left. Oh perfect. What what where are they at on the field? Um Abby Gold's just getting warmed up. He just stuck his helmet into the heater. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that helps for something. Mm-hmm. He's bald too, so it probably helps warm himself up, I guess. Absolutely. They are the Packers have 58 yards this half. Jesus. Wait way to show up, Rogers. Whoa. Second and seven on. I'm trying to give you that answer, man. I really am. They're on the 38 yard line, so they're getting close. They're On the Green Bay 38 yard line, by the way. Sorry, that wasn't clarified.
1: Oh, so this. So they're you, okay. You did you did start this whole thing by saying they're driving. Uh huh. Yeah. Had to assume that they're on the proper side. Of
0: the oh, road. they almost fucked that up. <laughs> Jimmy G almost. Pitched that to the 50. Oh, God. Debo Samuel came up with it, though. No gain. So it's third and seven from the 38. Mm. I think someone just called a timeout. But who? I don't know. The clock stopped, though. Mm. This might be the last episode of this podcast. People are like, don't ever do that again. Just, no, end, I mean, just end the podcast next time. Yeah. I mean, they, they should have just heard. Yeah, and i mean,
1: and then not listen to it not at least listen like to it at all. It, well click because i mean I, I assume that if you like click play it counts as a play so as long as people go to the podcast hit play and then pause and they can close out true like that's fine
0: uh Green bay called their final timeout so san francisco still has three left so if they yes. can if they convert here they can torture green bay fans for about 60 seconds before taking a few things. yeah we won't we'll we'll cut the recording off if san francisco doesn't win in regulation or one of the two if the game doesn't end in regulation we won't listen to overtime no but if san francisco does
1: win expect this for another two hours
0: (laughs) if san francisco Francisco wins in ot we're going to record for two more hours if they don't (laughs) win in regulation we're going to cut the podcast off right instead of the next 20 minutes of overtime Someone just, someone just, I don't know what just happened there, but someone, one of their managers or something just came out and threw something on the field. Was it a dildo? No, it's like a, no, not even close. That was a bad guess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what fan base was doing that? They were throwing dildos on no, the field? No, it wasn't a fan base. It was a staff member for the Niners. Like It was like a little platform and they're like rubbing their cleats on it. So I'm, oh. assuming, I'm assuming it's for traction, but I don't know what it what it could be. No, but you I, saw that though, I did see it. They threw down two of them and they started stepping on them. Yes, Robbie right. Gold just kicked a field goal and then he stopped warming up. So I think he's ready to kick the winning field goal, apparently. Cool. How much time left? Minute 10? Minute three. Uh, that's too much time for Rodgers, though. They're not, they're not, they're still, they're still, they have still the ball, though. They just Uh-oh. handed it off. Oh, 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 you got a first down and more. Oh my god, I yes. can't believe that happened. <laughs> 30- <laughs> They ran for it and they got it. They got like 10 yards. Wow. And he's hurt now, but I mean. Mm. Probably just landed hard on the turf because it's like frozen tundra, you know, old nickname. Mm-hmm. The frozen
1: tundra of Green Bay.
0: What's happening, Matt? <laughs> um, well, I, I forgot where he landed, so I got to see. Oh, they're on the. 29-yard line with 25 seconds left. They're just That's like the clock run now because Green Bay can't stop it. They're just, like, getting lined up for go- Robbie. They're not fumble. Yikes. I think they got, like, a yard or something there. 13 seconds left. They called a timeout. I guess they didn't like that play, so they're going to run another one. This is really weird. Robbie Gold's kicking fake field goals again, so he's getting warmed up. He's they do they faked the field goal? No, no, no. no. He's kicking like field goals that don't count on the sideline again. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I thought it made sense
1: the first time I said it too. It did. I was just trying to judge things up a little bit.
0: I think I'm gonna the way I'm gonna tease this last like 20 or 15 minutes is just like Jacob Padilla needs to listen to this. Oh, you should. I won't even like tell him what it is. It was like the last 10 minutes is for Jacob Padilla. I, I feel yeah, perfect. And so they, then just just, ran, they just ran out of the middle for like two more yards. So it's third down and who cares? They're kicking the field a field goal on the next play. Yeah, because they only have 13 seconds left, right? Yeah, now they have four seconds left. They just called their last timeout, it says apparently. Okay. So they just called the last timeout. I think they're going to kick a 42 yard field goal, I think is what it's going to be. That's yeah, not bad. And it'll be for the win. There's four seconds left. So, so if he I mean, hits it. If he hits it, San Francisco wins. If he misses, overtime. He better fucking make this thing. Wind is nine miles an hour to the west, it says. Wow. Oh, it looks like the flags aren't blowing at all either, so I don't think there's any wind. Yeah, they're blowing a little bit to the left. I think Green Bay has to block this for him to miss it. Right down the pipe. Beautiful. San Francisco wins 13 to 10 at Lambeau. Oh, God. Why do people watch football? Robbie Robbie Gould's a former Bears kicker too, so I bet Bears Twitter is going to be loving this. Uh, didn't he do the double doink thing? Was that Robbie Gould? Was that Robbie Gould? I don't, I don't think that, I don't. I don't know if that was him. Yeah, maybe though. One of their kickers. No, that was a different kicker. I don't think that was Robbie. Robbie had been traded a long time ago. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. That was like a little Jacob Padilla special to end the episode with. <laughs> so, he's absolutely going to hate us when he listens to this, but. He won't know it until it's too late. That's the whole point. Um, So we love you, Jacob. Thanks for listening. Love you, Jacob. And, and we love everybody who else, everybody else who listened as well. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Always appreciate it. Um, We'll talk to you next. Uh, when do the Jays play next? I always forget because, like in COVID times, I forgot to. I always like told myself, don't look ahead. Hmm. Uh, probably Tuesday, right? Yeah, that's a good guess. Let's it's let's confirm. Problem. Let's confirm though, just for the. It's Butler on Tuesday to help the listeners plan their day mm-hmm. or their weekend or their weekday Wednesday, Alex. It's Wednesday. I'm mad. God dang it. <laughs> if everybody turned the podcast off when you said Tuesday, thinking you were right, they're going to be messed up now. Yeah. Wednesday night, 530 at Butler on FS1. So that's the, probably the next time we'll talk to y'all. Uh, although screwing it out, i probably record tomorrow after women play at Villanova, so. And please talk about what the worst thing that you could say to a referee would be. I will remember that, yeah. We're going to bring
1: to up for sure. Okay. Yeah, jot jot that down. In fact, I might even tweet it at Jordan
0: tomorrow. Okay. I don't think you can go ahead and do that, but I don't think it'll be necessary. I'll remember. But, yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's my plan. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you later.